I'd seen the headstone before. Once when I was about to take a bite of toast on a Sunday morning. Another time it happened when watching a member of the Jazz miss a free throw with only seconds left in the game. And then that sunny Tuesday morning at the corners of Kensington and Fillmore Avenues. I get these flashes without warning. Insight, some might call it. It's damned aggravating if you ask me. It's been more than two years since the mugging that nearly killed me, fractured my skull and broke my arm. But I'd pretty much recovered, except for the flashes and the stuff that came with them. Precognition, some call it. I call it a pain in the ass. That day I was sitting on my, new-to-me, Schwinn Prelude racing bike. It was a recent purchase and I was riding alongside my co-worker Dave Morris from the whole nine yards. Back in my high school days I rode a used 10-speed I'd bought for 20 bucks from a schoolmate. It served me well for more than two years and I'd ridden it to school and my various part-time jobs. I don't know whatever happened to it. I'd left Buffalo for the army at 18 and when I'd returned 18 years later to my brother Richard's home, it was gone. Dave was into bicycle racing big time and had tried to get me hooked on the sport ever since I'd come to work at the bar. I'd finally caved just three weeks before. It was, after all, good exercise and there was a kind of freedom associated with riding with the wind, and actually faster than it. I'd joined Dave several times on long rides through most of the cemeteries nearest Richard's home, as well as a couple of forays to Forest Lawn Cemetery farther along. Dave liked Forest Lawn because it was such a challenge with its hills and valleys, and the beautiful park-like scenery was easy on the eyes as well. We were on our way there when I got that same flash of the headstone. This time it was different, more detailed. The stone was granite, and the grass around its base was shaggy. No flowers. Odds were nobody had visited the grave for years. Lights changed, Dave called as I lagged behind. I had to scramble to get going and catch up with him. We moved to the side of the road and rode single file. The rides in the cemeteries were peaceful, although getting there could be nerve-wracking. Dave usually rode to Richard's house, where I lived in the apartment above his three-car garage, and we'd set off to a predetermined destination. That morning, Forest Lawn was again our target. I preferred to take the back route, especially since this cemetery was farther out and we had to contend with commuter traffic. Bicycles have to obey the same laws as motorized vehicles, and Dave and I drew abreast at the next light. We still had a couple of miles to go before we arrived at the cemetery, which was sure to have little to no traffic, just what I liked. I adjusted the strap on my helmet while we waited for the light to change, pulled it a little tighter, then gripped the bike's handholds, getting ready to take off again. Then suddenly, there was the roar of a powerful engine to my right. I started to turn my head when the handlebars on my bike were wrenched out of my grasp. I tipped to the right, and the bike and I were dragged into the intersection. The big black vehicle sheared away and the bike and I went down, sliding across the sea of asphalt, which was littered with dirt, pebbles, and shards of glass, ripping open my t-shirt and tearing the skin on my face and shoulders, until I slammed into the granite curb on the west side of Fillmore Avenue. That's when everything went black.